Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Ken Brannan, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is Covenant, how we keep our sacred promises. May you be blessed for the Christian journey. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. A reading from John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 18. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool, called in Hebrew Bethzapha, which has five porticos. In these lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been ill for thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. Now that day was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been cured, It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your mat. But he answered them, The man who made me well said to me, Take up your mat and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take it up and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had disappeared in the crowd that was there. Later Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Do not sin any more, so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Therefore the Jews started persecuting Jesus because he was doing such things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father is still working, and I also am working. For this reason the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because he was not only breaking the Sabbath, but was also calling God his own father, therefore making himself equal to God. Here ends the reading. There's a difference between cure and healing. Cure is when a physical malady is removed and the body functions properly again. We know that cures are possible, sometimes as a result of medical technology and sometimes as a result of sacred mystery. Experiencing bodily cure is wonderful, but it may or may not involve healing. Healing can involve the body, but by its very nature, it also involves the heart, mind, and spirit. I see healing as alignment with love, liberation from enslavement, and reordering of our most basic patterns. Healing often involves a measure of repentance, a sense that something is amiss, that we need God's help, that we want to go in a new direction. In healing, there is often an element of conversion. So for me, cure is driving away bodily disease, and healing is transformation of the whole person. In this understanding, it's possible to be cured, but not healed. And it's also possible to be healed, but not cured. While cure is wonderful, if I had to make a choice, I would always choose healing. In today's lesson from John, it sounds like the man lying by the pool of Bethsapha was cured, but not healed. Let's look at this story more closely. 
First, Jesus sees those around him. Jesus pays attention. Jesus knows that this particular man has been lying there for a very long time, 38 years to be exact. Jesus approaches the man and asks the question that he asks of all of us, do you want to be made well? Jesus is asking if the man wants to be healed, but the man thinks Jesus is asking if he wants to be cured. Surprisingly, the man doesn't just say yes. Instead, he makes excuses for why he can't get to the curative waters. Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. This is the first sign that the man may not be ready for healing. He has become so accustomed to his lot in life, and so resentful of others, that he has lost hope that his situation can actually change. So Jesus does what he can with what has been given. He cures the man of his disease. Stand up. Take your mat and walk. The man does as Jesus commands. Now the religious leaders see the man walking and carrying his mat and ask him why he is disregarding the law prohibiting work on the Sabbath. Notice the contrast between Jesus and the religious leaders. While Jesus sees people and comprehends their situation, the religious leaders don't seem to grasp that this man, who was unable to walk for 38 years, is now walking around in their midst. Talk about missing the forest for the trees. Rather than being stunned by this turn of events, they want to know why he is disregarding the religious ordinances. It's as if a UFO landed on Earth and parking enforcement gave the alien a ticket, rather than noticing that extraterrestrial life had just arrived on Earth. The cured man also seems unaware of who Jesus is and shows no awe or gratitude for what has happened. Jesus finds him later in the temple and basically urges him to repent, to go in a new direction in order to experience healing as well as cure. How does the man respond? He goes to the religious authorities and informs on Jesus, raising the danger for Jesus and furthering the plot against him. We don't know why the cured man responded in this way, but it serves as a warning to us. Bodily cure alone will not necessarily bring about the conversion needed for abundant life. We should care at least as much about the condition of our souls as the condition of our body. If we cared as much about healing as we do about cure, our healthcare system would look very different. It would impact everything from childbirth to hospice and we would consider spiritual metrics of well-being, not just clinical exams and lab reports. This Lent, hear Jesus asking you, do you want to be made well? If you say yes, be ready for your life to change. Because healing doesn't just make your body sound, it makes your heart, mind, and spirit sound as well. Healing is hard work, but it leads to eternal life. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, we remember before you all poor and neglected persons whom it would be easy for us to forget, the homeless and the destitute, the old and the sick, and all who have none to care for them. Help us to heal those who are broken in body or spirit and to turn their sorrow into joy. Grant this, Father, for the love of your Son, who for our sake became poor, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.